0: I wear a lot of hats in life, even though I'm a guy who has great hair. Whether or not I'm in headwear, though, I also have a lot of responsibilities. I'm a husband. I'm a real estate agent. I host a fake internet radio show. But most importantly, I'm a parent. So each day I get up, I pour some bowls of cereal, and I start making lunches for my school-agers. While I was doing that today, my daughter has a big science test, so I started to quiz her. She has a test on the classifications. You remember those, right? Domain, kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, and species. I did not because I was not the best student of the sciences as I was trying to learn more while quizzing her all the same I said domains what's in that is that just animals and plants and she said no there's also fungi and that's when all of a sudden it hit me I said you know people invite me to parties because I'm a lot like a mushroom and it was silent in the kitchen everybody at the breakfast bar had no idea what I was talking about you could hear the crickets And of course, you know what I'm about to say next, right? Well, they did not. And that's the best part about dad jokes. They're not just bad jokes, but they're bad jokes you're telling to people that have never heard these jokes before. What a better audience. And maybe that's why you tune into this show. They're not the best jokes around, but they're fresh jokes that you probably haven't heard before unless... I'm just storing things in my psyche and subconsciously saying them again later. And for that, hey, I apologize, but at least a good mockingbird I am. Nonetheless, hey, I hope the jokes aren't as bad as Dad's today, though they might be familial in nature. And I hope not to put the show in jeopardy. Instead, let's talk about turtles, toilets, and the babe as we call our shot and start joshing around. A man in China was recently arrested and fined after he opened the emergency exit door on an airplane. Now, thankfully, the airplane was not in the air at the time. Instead, it had landed and was making its way to the terminal when it got stopped on the tarmac. About 10 or 15 minutes later, that's when our friend eyed the emergency exit before opening it because, in his words, the cabin had become too stuffy. And you know what? We've all been there, buddy. I totally understand, but you can't just go open in the door. He was fined over 100,000 yuan, which I don't know the conversion rate, but that sure sounds like a lot. Coincidentally, he was flying on Lucky Airlines, which I think I would skip just to not be ironically cast down upon the earth. This is the second or third time I can remember something like this happening in recent memory, and it leads me to believe that it won't be long before our rights to an emergency exit are taken away. You know, everything else has been divvied to the machines. Probably won't be long until this task is too. But in case of an emergency, I trust in levers and pulleys more than I do complex computer systems. So please, let me just push out that window. But if there's too many of us individuals making individualized decisions, well they'll probably take our levers away. Sadly, we may be exiting an era we'll come to know as peak human rights. In the not-too-far-distant future, we may no longer have the rights to arms, assembly, or even emergency exits. I've said it before that as a group, humans are oh-so-predictable, but as individuals, anything can happen. These days, though, we're becoming less and less Individualistic, even as we splinter into smaller and smaller subgroups. I say this because, as we've noted on this show, every time you get served a hyper specific ad, every time you turn to Alexa or Siri to add artificial intelligence to your life, you are part of the problem, even though you're getting a great solution. And hey, maybe it's a problem we're all lucky to have, but I do say that there comes a time where we're sharing too much information talk about TMI, it's come to my attention that North Korea's Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un travels with his own toilet. And I'm not talking about just the throne he sits upon, but instead the entire collection device. That's how serious he is about keeping his data private. He does not want to let his enemies figure out his weaknesses from the inside out. While I'd simply settle for one of those colorful toilet bowl nightlights as seen on Shark Tank, I'm sure in the future we're all destined for smart toilets that instantly examine our leavings and report back to our doctors and grocers. And while nothing could be grosser, I'm sure it'll be efficient and beneficial at the same time. These days, I know my local municipality's water supply isn't scanning what I'm leaving behind. but. Online, my trail is everywhere. In fact, I'm the prey to be hunted these days. And while no one much care about a simpleton like me, once I decide to buy a new car, oh, you better believe the hunt is on. Speaking of buying a new car, years ago, I inadvertently met the man who created the phrase Toyotathon. He was just the owner and creative director of a small regional advertising agency. He wrote the line for a local Toyota dealer, Toyota got wind of it, And the next thing you know, he's set for life. So while you're out in the world today, try and figure out what's to be your toyota thought. Similar to that gentleman on the lucky airplane, my dad has also endangered strangers to relieve a stuffy situation. It happened last hurricane season as Hurricane Irma was ravaging our community. Dad was trying to sleep, but the power in his condo had been shut off. Now, while most people put shutters or boards over their windows to protect their structure, Dad opened both sliding glass doors and his bedroom window, said it produced quite the cross breeze, and allowed him to sleep soundly through the night. Of course, my dad comes from a different time, a time when people were impervious to hurricanes, cigarettes were smoked in hospitals, and turtle soup was a popular dish. While it's not yet hurricane season here on the Atlantic coast, as of May 1st, it is turtle nesting season. The turtles that nest near us you can't dine on anymore. In fact, they've been endangered since 1970. And I'm talking about loggerhead turtles, or cowen, as they're known in French. To prove how popular they were in European cuisine, cowen is also the name of a popular Creole soup. Loggerhead turtle shells are a commodity in China where it's said they're crushed up into medicine used for longevity. I hear the medicine works pretty well. The only problem is it just doesn't last long enough. As for the conservation efforts, here on our coast, during turtle nesting season, the slogan is lights out for turtles. That means we don't have any bright porch lights or even street lights on A1A or in public parking lots. Instead, it's like a dim orange light. And that's because when the baby turtles are born, they want to follow the moon, but our lights from man can be oh so bright, the turtles go that way. So instead we keep it dim and that makes the turtles go towards the sea. As we do our best to get our baby turtles moving east and not west, it seems that further east out in the Atlantic, the people of Iceland are having similar trouble with puffin. You know the puffin, that small bird with a colorful beak? Well, they flock to Iceland to have their babies in burrows on the mountainside by the sea. And once the chicks are ready, they're supposed to come out from the burrow and fly towards the moon and be free over the sea. But what's happening, once again, the baby puffin are getting distracted by the lights of town. So the parents of Iceland have tasked their children with rescuing these baby birds. They bring their children out into the dark of night in the early morning hours, and parents and child hunt for baby puffin until they find them, put them in a shoebox, and then bring them to a scientist to be marked, tagged, and recorded. Once that's done, they take their little puffin to the shoreside where the little child is supposed to release this baby bird into the air where it flies away. So free, and they're ever etched in time together. But I'm telling you, I watched this on TV so you know it was highly edited, and only one of the five birds I saw thrown up made it freely into the air. The rest of them made most of a solid thud onto the ground before they wandered days towards the shoreline. But... This is a tradition passed down from generations. So at least they're doing their part to help there in Iceland. But I'm wondering if we did the same thing to help the baby sea turtles. When we found them, wouldn't that be great? Let's go set them free. And now let's skip them like stones across the sea. Hey, be free, buddy. Be free. A network engineer from Little Rock, Arkansas, with a one-day total of $23,600... Who is josh hill a member of josh team is killing it on jeopardy he'll be on again tonight be sure to tune in i asked a question to the universe and it was answered in the form of an answer by one of our loyal listeners peter McHugh. who is jennifer garner
1: you know she was in daredevil many moons ago she was in 13 going on 30 she was in uh i believe what women want And possibly the sequel to Daredevil. I don't know. I haven't seen the sequel because the uh, first one was so... It was just... It was bad. But anyway, you know, I often wonder the same thing. She's a great actress. She's got a lot of talent. And why? Why oh why is she wasting it on Capital One commercials? Never been able to figure that out. I always thought like Samuel L. Jackson brought more life to it anyway. So if you're looking for clarity on, you know, Jennifer Garner, I'm not sure I can give it to you because she's a mystery to me as well. I don't know if this helps, makes you feel better or worse, but um, I just don't know. I feel the same way. I couldn't agree with you more. I
0: know who Samuel L. Jackson is, so when he asks what's in my wallet, I've got my billfold in hand and I'm checking immediately. I stumbled across the headline of an opinion piece in passing that said, Why, Generation Z is the loneliest. And without even reading this, my mind started to wander. Now, if I was a better artist, we wouldn't need a thousand words on this because I see it like an old Thomas Nast political cartoon, maybe something railing against Standard Oil, where we have our young millennial sitting in the middle of the frame. In one hand, he's got a video game controller. In the other hand, she has some sort of social texting device. There's a screen in the front, and they're seated on a toilet. Modestly dressed though. Think about pajamas with that little butt flap in the back so we don't have to see all that. But it is important because I want to paint a picture a la The Matrix. Remember this old movie? You probably caught it on AMC at this point in time. But there's a scene where they reveal that everything is fake. Instead, humans are just living in little individualized bubbles. And, you know, is that so bad? Because we'll have our character, as I said, sit on the toilet with a tube in their mouth being fed via eh, Uber Eats or Instacart, whatever you're into. Another similar tube up the nose, like in the hospital. But this delivering air, oxygen, Maybe a little vape Mary, whatever you're into to keep it cool in the bubble. Some amnio fluids around you just to keep you fresh. That's how they did it in The Matrix and The Abyss, if you want to quote going down to the deep sea. But, you know, this sounds pretty nice. We're all connected, entertained, and well-fed. So my question now is, how long until the machines take charge again? I was born at a time where I'm either the youngest member of Generation X or I'm at the tip of the millennial spear. So at a certain point, me and my kind have to take responsibility for fashion trends as of late. But one trend you won't pin on us, and that's the look of skinny jeans and the spirit sweater. Do you know the spirit sweater? It's like a baggy sweatshirt that seems to be just melting off of a person. It makes anyone look unflattering, and if your jeans are just skinny enough you start to look in the spirit sweater kind of like a jello people pop. And I'm telling you, that's unflattering, a look I wouldn't be caught dead in. As for people that are dead, there's nobody you could bring back to today throughout history that would look more ridiculous than Babe Ruth. Now, maybe that's a slight on the 1920s themselves, but there's no one who lived the roaring 20s better than the Babe. If you've seen pictures of him, whether it's in black and white or colorized, Boy, did he know how to spend his money, and that was by slaughtering chinchilla so he could wear a good-looking coat. Here's to you, the babe, a man who would make pimps and rappers look on in wonder. And with that, this episode's just inside the foul pole, but over the wall indeed. As an aside, I talk a lot, but if someone were to offer me $130,000 to not talk about something I didn't do, don't think I won't take it. As for you, be sure to keep the lights out Toss your puffins and be sure to flush your secrets until we make another call to the bullpen and start joshing around.